Okay, I assume you all know why you're here. That's right, you're all angry, sick people. But over these next eight hours, you'll be broken down to the level of infants, then rebuilt as functional members of society, then broken down again, then lunch, then, if there's time, rebuilt once more. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Oh yeah, we did it. We're here, and um, that was, of course, a quote from the great Chief Wiggum. That's right. Um, Prominent one, in this episode. One of one of my uh, becoming my least favorite character in season <laughs> ten. Uh, I got a lot of thing. I got a I got a bone to pick with oh, Chief boy, Wiggum. You got some. You got some Wiggum. Hate. Yeah, yeah. I, we have a we have a thing that's going on, but um, we'll get into that. Mm. Uh, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, your encyclopedic compendium for. Um, oh no. <laughs> Did you forget what we're doing? Oh, no. I just, I I think my brain just turned off for a oh, second there. Oh, no. Welcome to Two Bad oh, Neighbors, okay. your encyclopedic <laughs> compendium of all things Simpsons seasons one through ten. My name is Greg. My name is he Alan. Just, he just restarted like a little Yeah, he rebooted box. himself. He just rewound him. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Are you a robot this whole time? What? You never told me? <laughs> I mean, it that would explain would, so much. That, what? What? Mm-hmm. What would it? What would it explain? Well, you, you always eating batteries. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what robots I do. I love right? double A's. <laughs> why? Why double? Triple triple A's seem more like a snack size. Triple yeah. A's. Triple A's Those are, are for the hungry robot on the go. Uh, double A, <laughs> more compact. Yeah, double A's. Uh, you can really make a meal out of it. Uh-huh, uh, what about D's? Uh-huh. D's are just for like at home, like D's, a special. Well, you special know how treat. you know how you organics eat tenderloin steaks. Of course, that's <laughs> what a D battery is mm. to us. <laughs> you heard it here first. D batteries, the tenderloin of batteries. I think we need to restart him again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being way too upfront about my <laughs> about my identity. <laughs> Your deception matrix has frizzled out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, We are here to talk about an episode of The Simpsons. Uh, But before we do that, Greg, how have you been? Um, Started my job back at the old grindstone, and it feels good. Not the name of the place he works, by the way. Not the old grindstone. (laughs) No. Um, uh, It it feels good. It feels good to be be working again. Feels good to be uh, getting up and going uh, somewhere. Outside, usually. Not today. Oh, yeah. But it feels good. Uh, I get to um, I get to walk by that my favorite two story outhouse every day, and um, just have a chuckle, uh-huh. and uh, and you know just wait. Uh, yeah, the outhouse is two stories. You know it. It's and it's it's a it's a place for pooping. Yeah, but it, there's there's two stories to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure I understand. Okay, great. There's oh, a there's great. an infamous joke in The Simpsons in season nine about a two story outhouse. That's a joke it's because eight. it's funny. Like oh, and someone's pooping oh, yeah. on the other person. Yeah, and it's Greg's yeah. favorite joke in the world. Yeah. Oh, and oh, got it. Then when yeah. he started work at this place, uh, he found there actually is a two-story outhouse. Obviously not built the same way the show has it, <laughs> because yeah. it is, you know, not meant to be pooping on each other. But not not built the same way. Sure. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. There's a chance. <laughs> There's a chance that people got peed on. Okay. I mean, you could say that about any bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't truth. know. An outhouse is just like dirt. That's what I think. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just a hole in the ground, right? There's no, there's no plumbing in an yeah, outhouse. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
we so uh, I I had uh, a lovely day uh, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, um, nobody asked, Alan. <laughs> that's a really oh, good. Boy. That's a really wow. good point. <laughs> Just go, getting roasted by the guests like right off the top. Uh, yeah, she did, got, you guys, did you guys like pre-plan? Like, let's 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 antagonize <laughs> Alan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, this that's is usually just Greg's your job. horrible mistake in inviting oh, me it. in a podcast because I I I'm off the clock. I'm just here to shit talk. I there's nothing left for me. Oh, like boy. it's uncensored. <laughs> okay, no, Alan, I'm so uncensored sorry. Uncensored and unrated. <laughs> Well, I figured this was uh, something we can all we can all share, as uh, Tuesday was uh, 420. <laughs> oh, was, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. for someone yeah. like me, who was always a casual uh, marijuana enjoyer, <laughs> or an M.E., uh, I, <laughs> I never really celebrated or gave a shit about 420 for most of my life. Uh, since the pandemic started, I've been delving into the cannabis quite a bit more. Um, and so this was the kind of the first 420 where I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to basically be high all day. <laughs> and I wow. was, and it was great. I've, I'm also not a daytime, uh, cannabis uh, consumer generally. Mm. Uh, so it was kind of fun to have an edible at 1 PM <laughs> and spend most of the day out of my mind and oh, then yeah. watch a crazy movie and then, uh, have another edible because it was starting to come down a bit and I didn't want that to stop. No, 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 you don't. <laughs> When you have one of those and you're like, and you feel it start to come down, you're like, oh, maybe I should have another one. Chances are you're just in a dip. Yeah. When that happens. Uh oh. And then then you go even higher. Yeah. You're just in a valley and then you'll like, and then you'll start coming back up after you've had the other one. But that's not the other one. That's the first one. Right. Just coming back. And then, and then when just around dinner time, you're going to eat a D battery. You're right, and that's what I did, and so it all comes full circle. Um, um, Alan, what were your edibles like? What was the food? So, uh, so what I had this time, I, I get the capsules more than I get like actual uh, mm. like tasty food. Uh, so I had a capsule uh, that is, uh, I believe, ten milligrams THC and five milligrams or like eight milligrams CBD, something like that. Um, so I had and that it's first. Like a, it's like a pill. Yeah, it's a little pill, and so I just pop it in, wow. and then it's um, and it's good. Uh, and then, but I also had a gummy. The sec, the, so the second edible was a, l- a little gummy that was just mm. five five milligrams mm. THC. Just as uh, I didn't want to get too crazy, you know. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. just just in mm-hmm. case, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Know, like Greg said, mm. you never know what's mm. going to happen with mm. uh, with that. So, mm. <laughs> but that was Sounds that great. was me. That was my that was my week. That's how I've been. You know, I, I've been. Um, we've been trying to play this board game. I showed it to you. Yeah, I showed you this it game. Awesome. This game, Nemesis. Um, and, uh, we tried. Oh yeah. We tried. I, I, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you watch a YouTube tutorial? Oh like yes. Oh like yes. I oh yes. Suggested? Oh yes. Right. Oh yes. Right. Um, there's a very in-depth one and we, we tried it and we played and I think a lot of it was me just being, was just getting like frustrated and being like, I just want to play the game without all these new rules coming yeah, up. Yeah. And, um, cause it's my... I I have no problem saying this. It's my first big box game that I have ever played hey. without you present. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. To yeah. hold my little baby hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think we've we got close. Yeah. 
but I would say that, like, compared to uh, an Allen board game night, we fell flat on our faces. Um, so, gonna need you for the second round, bud. You know, it's good to know I'm still uh, needed in the world. <laughs> <laughs> a major way, too, in a major way. Um, yeah, so that sounds great. What's the, Just in case listeners are curious, what's the name of the game? It's called Nemesis. It is legally distinct from Alien. <laughs> That's right. It looks A lot of the little minifigures look very similar to uh, the, the aliens yeah. from Aliens. Yeah. Um, the, the, the xenomorphs, if you will. So the... But the, it's not. They're not xenomorphs. We, Don't come at them. We talked about it last night, and it, it was like, you know, the guy who, who wrote the game and designed it probably uh, finished it just by calling it Aliens, the board game, mm. and then sent it to his lawyer to be like, <laughs> make this so they can't sue yeah, me. Yeah, do it. Make it happen, please, lawman. And it was just like a search and replace, like control <laughs> F, find Nostromo, right. replace with Nemesis, <laughs> find Alien, replace with Intruder. Oh. <laughs> it's a fun game, though. It's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I look forward to playing it. I just saw some... I Greg showed me it uh, the other day, and I told him, I'm like, this is like opium for me. Like, yeah. Just him opening the box and <laughs> seeing all the little figures and all the pieces, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting I'm getting a contact high just looking at it. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> hopefully, we can, hopefully we can play that in the next yeah. week or so. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. I'm hoping to play it, like, uh, finish the game that we're playing now, and then go into one where we don't fuck it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are here, of course, to talk about The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, we have a brand new guest uh, who you've already heard, of course, but uh, she is here uh, to give us her insight in this uh, strange, strange episode. Uh, TV critic for Vanity Fair, Sonia Soraya is here. Welcome, Sonia. Hey, guys. I'm <laughs> um, so glad you're joining us. Um, we do like to do a little segment with our uh, first-time guests, and that's called What's Your Story? And basically, oh, my what... God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it sounds more daunting than it is. Basically, we want to know <laughs> what your story is re-The Simpsons. So, like, you know... Re-The Simpsons. Yeah, like, what's your history with the show? You know, let, you know, give us all the deets. And if you have a favorite episode, you can name it. But if you don't, you can just name some that maybe stick out. Uh, yeah, just uh, in no. general. Great cue. Um, because <laughs> it's a little... It's a little fraught. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was growing up. Um, and so, as a result, I haven't really watched the simpsons mm. i've seen many episodes of it um and especially since uh moving in with james i've i've watched many episodes of it um he's been kind of like hand picking them for me a bit you know um and i know that you guys don't know where he is and we'll get to that but right. i yeah. i just Thank wanted you. to i was going to yeah, ask yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to <laughs> jump in yeah <laughs> during, during the segment but we will come back to that it's yeah. it's just really yeah anyway it's complicated um but yeah so i've seen like i saw a lot of the treehouse of horror ones over nice. halloween um and that was like that was fun so i i think probably in like the last year i've watched the most simpsons i've ever watched um i wouldn't say i have a favorite episode oh a funny thing too is when my first job writing about tv was at the av club mm. and um the TV section of the AV club, obviously like the Simpsons is a really big part of it. So one of the, there was like an edit test to apply. And one of the questions was like, name as many characters of the Simpsons as you can. Oh, wow. That doesn't include the family. Yep. I fucking bombed that, <laughs> that question. Can you remember had, like any that you were I able to name? Nothing. 
I think I had Krusty the Clown. Nice. Um, I think I had Velma, Patty and Selma, and somehow I came up with yeah, the thing. So maybe Amazing. I wrote Selma and yeah. Velma. I don't know what happened there. Um, I'm trying to think it was Apu. Um, yeah. See, even now I don't know that many of their names. Yeah, that's okay. I could picture, I could picture a few of them. Yeah. Um, oh, I think Ned Flanders, but just because people always made the joke about Ned Flanders, I couldn't tell you what he looked like, but I knew that that was a character. Which joke uh, specifically? Yeah. Do you mean sexy, uh, stupid, sexy Flanders? No. Oh, okay. oh no. <laughs> no. Because that's a it's, prevalent joke. But One of my friends would just always write Ned Flanders over and over and over again when we <laughs> didn't know what else to do. Uh, is that a joke? That's not a joke from The Simpsons? <laughs> I mean, not, not no. to my knowledge. No. <laughs> Okay, I love that that's I'm, like a little in-joke with you, you and your friends, though, is like just writing I mean, Ned Flanders a bunch. Maybe this is a thing that happened. I don't, yeah. I have no idea. Anyway, so that that's like another Simpsons thing. Oh, and then this place that we went to go eat had the Simpsons video game. So I've listened to nice. the theme song like a hundred thousand times. Yeah. That's the, the beat em up one where, where, where like uh, uh, Lisa has the uh, jump rope and oh, Marge yeah. has the well, vacuum. It, is it that one that you're... That, Okay, so remember? I never actually <laughs> played the game. Right. It's just that when we were waiting for a table, it would just it would, play oh, the I see theme the sound song from over the, and yeah. over again. Yeah. But now that you mentioned that, it was kind of weird that I never played the game because I was clearly <laughs> interested. Anyway, yeah. it's a whole other story. That game yeah. is that game's fascinating because it came out around uh, during season one, I believe. Uh, so all the references within the, sh the the game are all season one references. So there's like weird things that like you know, minor characters that sh showed up in season one, but never talked about again that are like prevalent in that, in that uh, arcade game, which I find uh, very interesting. <laughs> um, if you want an arcade game in your restaurant, do you have to buy the arcade game? As, or as do... far as I know? Yes. Yes. You don't just like lease it from somewhere. I imagine that's probably an option. Like there's probably like companies that do lease them out, but from my understanding with like at least currently their you know revival brocade here in calgary uh as they buy their their like they uh, I, again as far as i know i never actually looked too deep, deep into it but they like would get oh we got a new game shipped and it's like you know in the box and they'll un do an unboxing and whatnot but uh and then yeah as far because the thing is they have uh they're they able to they're able to just put it on like free play mode because that's what they do right they get it's like you pay five bucks uh. and you can play as many games as you want they don't have like a quarter system which is what's uh, built into the games. And so my understanding is like if you, you know, in the the kind of the heyday of arcade uh arcades, you would buy the machine, but then all the quarters that go in there go to the company or go to mm -hmm. like, you know, go to you. So it's not like um yeah, it's it like It seems a weird... like a huge it's a huge investment. <laughs> I don't know, it is. that's all. <laughs> I know I, well, I don't know personally, but I know of people, you know, because of the internet um who will buy an arcade machine and have it in their house. Um, which is yeah. crazy. <laughs> I once watched a documentary about a guy who was obsessed with beating the Donkey Kong arcade game High Score. Was that King and of he Kong? had it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. King of Kong. That That's a great it. doc. Yeah, I love that. It doc. was so messed up. And that guy who sent in the VHS, remember that? That was mm -hmm. bogus. Anyway, that guy had the Donkey <laughs> Billy Mitchell. Kong game. Billy Mitchell, in one of the greatest uh, cinematic villains uh, we've seen. Oh, my God. I'm not. I'm not joking. I love. I love that movie because it has like a very clear villain in the narrative, <laughs> and he's he's a skeezy like dark haired guy, and uh, like it's just it, and the you know the hero is this like Aryan looking guy. It's very interesting. Anyway, you can't trust those dark haired guys. No, you can't. I agree. You know? I don't know what's get him, happening. Get him out of here. <laughs>
for the, for the listener, I, I have dark hair. Um, <laughs> so I'm the villain in the Two Bad Neighbors canon. Mm. Uh, I think that's been established. Greg is the hero. So you're you're the worst neighbor. Yeah, I am. I am the worst neighbor. Got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Um, well, that's great. So yeah, so you never because I actually was going to ask that because I know I, I used to read AV Club all the time, uh, which I've mentioned to you before in uh, in in you know some ways, um, but uh, I wasn't sure if you ever did any of the classic Simpsons write ups uh, because I wasn't sure what your you know, your history with the Simpsons was. So um, oh, that was like coveted shit. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> I did all the shit no one else could. Yeah. <laughs> What would be, did you have a regular, because like I feel like a, a lot of the, the writers would like swap out with TV shows a lot. Did you have like a regular show that you covered uh, a lot? It's called a beat. Okay. Um. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, so journalism speak I there. I didn't go to journalism um. school, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither did I. <laughs> That's another story. Oh. Um, I, let's see. Uh, I, I covered the good wife Mm -hmm. and that was my favorite beat and that was like probably for two seasons i did um yeah she uses the term Um, that you use so you're right um, greg i'm trying to i'm trying to think what else i did that i was like remotely proud of there were a lot of shows that like got passed around yeah um oh i did do classic recaps of battlestar galactica every single one of those is insane because i put so much effort into them uh-huh. um were you talking like oh, classic I, battlestar or ronald d moore oh ron ron moore, okay. ron moore. but it was after it aired right, we like right. went back and we started mm-hmm. doing classic mm-hmm. recaps of it yeah. and those were like my whole life philosophy apparently like had to come out into that it's an intense show i, I mean, love that yeah. show oh yeah yeah i mean and writing about it really forced me to look at it to look at things things about it in a different way and i only did the first season before um i i had to stop doing the good wife and uh battlestar because i got a different job so i was mm. not working at the ev club anymore so we only got through the first season but it was so like rich it was like mm-hmm. an opportunity to like go through all this stuff myself which was cool um man when when the i don't remember anyone's name anymore when six and the horrible one gaius um like have that whole dream sequence opera hall thing and there's like literally a proscenium that they walk through and there's so much like marriage imagery and everything that they do i just felt like i don't know so much fun fun to (laughs) dig around in yeah yeah Yeah, so it's fun to roll around in that world for a while how many seasons did that show go for four okay i watched the first season that's it so far and season two is like really long. Mm. It's like two parts. Yeah. Gotcha. Season two is, is that the only season that they had? That's like a full 22 episodes. I or is three. I want to say it might even be, I don't remember. It's, it's really long. Cause I remember on the DVDs, you would have season two and season 2.5. Like yeah. they were like two separate bricks. Yeah. Um, there was some complicated stuff going on with the writer strike and the Iraq war. Yeah. <laughs> um, like there's like a lot, a lot of commentary about the Iraq war um, yeah. in season two. Yeah. Yeah. I, Those I, were the days. Cause I know there's like 70 episodes of that show, which is mm. so season one is 13 season two and three are both 20 yeah, and season, season four is 21. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And show. then there's something called the plan. What the hell? Oh, the plan. Oh, and there's the yeah. Pegasus. There's the Pegasus episodes too. Sure. sure. And there's the ra- and, Razor. And- Razor, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. 
Caprica, the Caprica series yeah. or web series, that, maybe. That yeah. lasted oh, wow. for six episodes, I think. Man, Capra- remember, yeah. remember yeah. when like <laughs> all shows were trying to do like webisodes or like I remember Lost yeah. did that. Yeah, they're right? all bad. Yeah, they're so dumb. <laughs> what they're a dumb all bad. idea. And then it seems like someone got the wrong idea from that and invented Quibi. <laughs> it's like that's essentially what Quibi was. It was just like that, but only that. <laughs> I hope that's what Jeffrey Katzenberg is like. That's his legacy. I hope that's what oh, he is known for for forever. It is for me. It's <laughs> just like Jeffrey Katzenberg, inventor of Quibi. You know, Quibi guy, yeah. Uh <laughs> the crash and burn inventor- Quibi. Inventor of a way to lose a billion dollars. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like I don't. I, I'm like such. I'm like a killjoy in this regard because everything about Quibi is like, like definitively hilarious. <laughs> but it was real money and yeah, people's yeah. real jobs, it's and yep. it's so fucked up that the dumbest idea in the world was able to lose that much money. Yeah, like it's true. Yep. It's so stupid. Anyway, yeah, it's really bad. I think I think capitalism might be broken, but that's like you know. Wait, what? <laughs> You're the second guest in a row to say this. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alan, I'm, Greg, I've been telling you this for years. <laughs> Alan, protect me from this. <laughs> Uh, uh, so you don't have twenty dollars, Greg. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that'll make you feel better. I got a twenty. Yeah, money makes everything work better. Um, so. <laughs> Well, uh, we we, we want to talk a little bit about uh, our our dearly missing friend James, as it seems like you might have a beat on right. a beat uh-huh. ah on where where he may be. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You live in New York City. The, yeah, uh, I mean uh, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. Allegedly. Sure. I'm not trying to dox you or anything. I know saying you live in New York <laughs> is pretty. Everyone's gonna be able to find you now. Uh, <laughs> small city you know uh, <laughs> um but uh that's you know th- from our understanding that's the last place james has been seen uh, is in new york city and even then i'm a little hazy on that <laughs> interesting I'm, yeah interesting i'm a little hazy on so, the details did you guys just like lose him like i don't understand what happened okay i remember going to a wedding mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know if it oh, was yeah. hit, you it was seem like a, familiar. It was like a four. It was like a four day affair. Uh, I was drunk the whole time, and so I don't remember. I much. think that was the last time we knew of his. I mean, if you really want to track the timeline here, yeah. James lived in Calgary with us. Yeah, he even started a sister podcast with us yeah. at one point that lasted for like what six episodes? Seven. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh my god, I had no idea. Yeah, it was called What Went Wrong. Uh, it was basically like a, we'd pick a topic of some kind and be like, why did this fail? Uh, focusing on movies to start. We were, you know, with our lofty goals of eventually being able to talk about anything in uh, pop culture or history or whatnot. Um, but we started with movies because that's what we like. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we lost him. Then, like, one day he was just gone. Yeah. And we're like, I wonder what happened to James. And uh, we were like, oh, he's probably fine. And every so often, he pops up on this podcast, yep. and we're like, where have you been? Yeah. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I've been living my life. And we're like, okay, so that's why, like, we're always saying, you know, hashtag, where is James? But for the most part, we're like, you know, every time we see him, he seems fine. So maybe he just doesn't want to talk to us. That's so. a good, yeah. yeah. I mean, I sh- shudder to think that that's the reason. Yeah, I mean. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
I'm so sorry. I've I clearly have stepped in. I've stepped in it here. You know, there's there's clearly some uh, uh, bad blood. I don't know. Not no. Uh, I don't know if you call it bad you know, blood. Awkward, awkward, confused blood. Awkward, a little awkward. A confused. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I guess I can tell you that um, that I I until recently I did know where mm. James was. Oh, you did. But oh, nice. he, yeah, yeah, which was living with me as the father of my child oh oh um, oh what? great that's it, wow wow si- <laughs> this, is the, this is the james whereabout update yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but since um since speaking with you he um his location has become uncertain oh uh, dang yeah wow yeah yeah well, yeah. but but you like you're the closest we've come to finding him so far though so yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty good if you yeah, run that's... into him in like downtown nyc <laughs> shoot us a text yeah, i guess you know oh, yeah, yeah, snap a totally. pic maybe and you know, you know he's, put it on twitter with the hashtag where is james he's an international man of mystery um yeah. he's always up to something um Did you guys ever play uh where in the world is carmen san diego for pc no okay uh I played it on like the Apple Two C in third grade. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think it's probably the same one where you like it's like uh, that Carmen game was fucking rocked. I loved it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It'd be like oh, Carmen was spotted near the Eiffel Tower, and oh. and you and then it'd be like where to go? Paris, right. Rome, or London? And you know, as a little kid, I was like, Mom, <laughs> where's the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> She's like, we Really, had, um, really, Alan? We. We had the American ver- – we had where in America is Carmen oh, San Diego. Okay. Yep. So we would get questions like, you know, but she said she was looking forward to trying the gumbo. <laughs> and then they would give you, like, options. It's like, where's gumbo? Right. It's like very – it was actually a very interesting way to learn about, like, regional stereotypes. Right. Because like, oh, that New one's obviously Orleans. North Dakota. You know, we all, yeah, yeah, we all know right. where gumbo yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, okra, very popular <laughs> in North Dakota. It's, in, it's actually indigenous to the Badlands. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but all I was going to say is this is kind of our ours next step in finding James is having, uh, you know, in this case, uh, uh, you know, like Carmen's agents. You'd find like Carmen's sure. agents and be like, oh, oh yeah. they're close to Carmen. So we didn't capture Carmen. We got one of her agents, which will help us in the search. So that this is our our, our agent capture. And just to be clear, oh, okay. we are trying to capture him. <laughs> uh, got it. Okay. Yeah, we don't um, want him to ever leave us again. So <laughs> that's the only way. That's my understanding of how you keep relationships afloat. Yeah. Alan and I both is have very large capturing. debts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've racked up several um, credit cards in my search for James. <laughs> Okay, wait. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to capture him to like ransom him off or something, but oh, this is taking a different. <laughs> this is taking a different turn. Okay, okay. Well, now that we know wait. he has a child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can Alan. ransom. No, no, ransom James off to his child yeah, to when his he comes child. of age. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> when he comes, because this is like the Count of Monte Cristo. We're like doing things like generations in advance. That's right. It's a long con. That movie's great. I love that movie. <laughs> it just made me want to watch it again. <laughs> I think it's a little overwrought. I think The Mask of Zorro is still better. Oh, that movie. I mean, uh, okay. that movie rules. Okay. Since right, we're diving yeah. into Zorro country. Um, I'm so- Holy shit. Sorry. I thought I just saw a specter. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there was like there was a, a, a ghostly presence uh, behind Sonia in the in the video call, but that's uh, uh-huh. uh, there was nothing. I'm I think sure. it was a shared hallucination. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's move on. Uh, Mask of Zorro. Where did these Where did these pistachios come from? Oh. Someone knew I was someone knew I was hungry. Oh, a little snack, <laughs> a little snacky snack. That's um, so nice. Yeah, yeah. Mask rules. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. It's one of those movies. Mas- Mas- is the first one. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's one of those movies that I can literally turn on at any time, anywhere in the world, where I am. If I'm in a good mood, bad mood, sad mood, and I will just love it. I feel like that. I think I've talked to you that, to you about this before, Greg. But like that genre, as it were. Is yeah. missing these days the swashbuckler, the kind of, yeah, like but even just like the fun adventure film, you know, because I mean it's all replaced with superhero films, I know, yeah. and that's like the market right now. Yeah. But just like yeah, because like that and uh, the Mummy and Count of Monte Cristo, I'd even put in that yeah. umbrella, you yeah. know, like just these like kind of adventure movies that aren't super violent, but like are still like there's like sword fighting and shit. I don't know. Give me a good sword fight, and I will come and, and tried, see that movie eight times. They've tried to do it again. With Robin Hood, like five times. Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah. A, that genre is only for Robin Hood now, apparently, and they always try to reboot it because he's in the public domain, and it sucks. Mask of Zorro is also a hot movie. Oh hell like, yeah, it is. That it is. is a... Everyone's very horny. It is hell yeah. steamy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh man, I love that movie. I'm gonna I, watch that it's a good movie. I I. I, I was like halfway when over Easter, Easter, this past Easter, I watched most of that movie. Nice. And you know what? Fuck yeah, I'm going to finish it <laughs> tonight. The last 45 mm-hmm. minutes, I'm going to watch that. That's yeah. where the best sword fights are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great sword fights. Yeah. You know, I never watched. Remember when he fights two different people with two different swords? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shit. So I've seen the movie so many times that I can't watch it anymore. Uh-huh. You know, it's just one of those. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's fucking. You know, it's dope, and it 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 also follows one of my rules, which is that it's a great movie, so therefore it has a bad trailer. Oh, oh yeah, I don't remember yeah. it at all. It's bad. Yeah, I don't remember the it's trailer like, super well. It's like montagey. There's a lot of like flame transitions. Oh scenes. yeah, and I remember it. At, maybe not in the trailer, but definitely in the TV spots. It would very much try and highlight the scene where he like strips Catherine Zeta Jones with his sword. Oh yeah, because they're trying to get butts <laughs> in seats. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was there. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was there. And it's yeah. like, oh, w- wait a minute. This woman's getting partially nude. One, please. <laughs> and it's like, oh, <laughs> she has black hair. She's Latina. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> right. And it all works. It all works. It's complete bullshit. And you're like, feed me the bullshit. <laughs> anyway, I will, it's like I will Anthony take it. Hopkins Zorro? is Zorro? Yeah, of course he is. Okay. Anthony, Ho- Anthony Hopkins is Spanish? Like, I don't know what the narrative is there. Whatever. But he's hot oh. in that movie. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins <laughs> with his light eyes. Yeah. yeah. The only blue eyed man in California. Zorro is a masked Avenger. Yep. If yeah. you think about it. Yeah, that's true. So. He predates uh, Superman and Batman. He is in public domain. I don't know why they don't make another Zorro movie. I would love to see Antonio Banderas in another Zorro movie as the Anthony Hopkins character yeah. passing it passing, on. Passing the torch. It, oh, well, I never saw the Hollywood, sequel, I don't think. Hollywood, listen up. Bad, bad. Who, do we, who do we want to be the new Zorro? 
That's a great oh. question. I was trying to think of this myself. I think you might be more in the know than I would be about this. But I do know that I love the idea of the mentor-mentee relationship that Mask of Zorro establishes. And I think Anthony Hopkins is in silver fox mode now, and he is oh, very yep. much able to pull that off right now. I was going to say pull uh, it. Gai- Generations. <laughs> Generations. Yeah. Yes. There it is. Uh, like Gael Garcia Bernal, I was going to say, but he's pretty old now, too. I mean, he's 40, but. Yeah. Um, oh, who's is, that guy? Is Diego... In... Oh, Diego Luna. Di- that could be a good. That could be a good. Zorro. Is he also the same age, though? He might uh, be a little younger. too old for it. But who's that guy in Westworld? Well, he is, he's around the same age. Man, he looks so young, though. Who's, who's that, that guy Luna? in Westworld? Who's that guy in Westworld? You know, the one that dresses oh, uh, like Zorro. Uh, uh, oh, ooh, 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 Because <laughs> he's on Lost as well. <laughs> yeah, he's Paolo, right? He's Paolo. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I know his name. I can't I can't get it. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. I'm who's here. he in Westworld? He's a cowboy. Who He's, he's the bandito who like blows up the, the brothel a lot. Oh. Yeah, I don't know who this is. Yeah. Yeah, Westworld. Rodrigo. Rodrigo Santoro. Rodrigo Santoro. There you he's go. He's a hottie. Yeah. Mm. He could he could do Zoro. Make him Zoro. Yeah, let's make Pedro him Zorro. Pascal is he's is forty five. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Everyone's forty. I don't care. Careers are long, man. No, I know, it's but it's fine. Just, I, I, it's on. It's honestly because like I, all three of the actors we just named, I imagined were in their thirties because they look so yeah. young to me. Yeah, but I mean, like, I guess Lost was like twenty years ago. That's true. So oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Great. Yeah, Why? we're we're just old. Why are you doing this. Yep. <laughs> Well, twenty years is nothing to you. Oh, you're right. <laughs> For an immortal, immortal. Uh, I didn't say immortal. Being. I no. didn't say ageless. No, you're 102. No. <laughs> Just hitting all the good beats yeah, today. What's great. the episode we're talking about, oh, boy? All right, <laughs> let's dive in. Uh, this episode is called uh, "Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers," and it's the fifteenth episode of season ten, written by David M. Stern, directed by Mark Kirkland, and original air date February twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so nineteen ninety nine, written by Marv himself. Marv, yeah, who? Dave, oh no, sorry, Marv's brother. <laughs> I was doing that. Brother, <laughs> David Stern is Daniel Stern's brother. Oh, yeah, really? Daniel Stern is Marv in Home Alone. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, good for them, making two cool. two neighborhood boys making good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go around the horn. What did we think of this episode? Um, Al. Would you like to take this one? Sure. Uh, I thought it was pretty lackluster, honestly. Like, nothing nothing great, nothing awful, but just kind of, huh, was, <laughs> was the best way I could describe my reaction. Um, I, as, as listeners know, I am going into season 10 pretty fresh. Haven't watched any of these episodes for a long, long time. Um, but I decided to avoid re-watching these once I knew we were coming up to them. Um, and so this one I haven't seen in probably like, uh, I don't know, a couple of years at least, I want to say. Maybe, yeah. no, longer. Like, oh man, it's been like two years in my house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to remember the last time I went through season 10 in general and it's been a long time for that. So anyway, long story short is I didn't know what to expect from this episode. All I remembered is that Marge gets a candy narrow and there's rhinos at the end. That's all I remembered about the episode. 
Um, and sometimes with these episodes, I get like pleasantly surprised, like, oh, this, there's actually some funny stuff in here I never really think about. And other times I'm like, oh, there's some awful stuff in this episode that I never really think about. Yeah. But this time there was just, kind of, it was just very mediocre, very kind of middle of the road, like nothing, nothing too, uh, notable for me. The one thing I'll say is I didn't feel like there was any like arc, any character arc at all. It's just Marge gets a car or gets a SUV, uh, has a bit of road rage, goes to class and then rhinos attack and it's over <laughs> you know like there's no there's but no she, real... and she has to get in touch with her anger that's right to save and then she <laughs> harnesses it to save her family that's true so you I like this Marge. episode you like this episode i quite enjoyed it i didn't i i don't have the same connection to simpsons highs and lows though just right. to be clear yeah but i mean yeah i thought the timing is weird for quite a bit of it like the teacher jokes at the beginning, I was like, this is sort of dumb. Like, why are we spending so much time doing this? Um, and then, like, the same thing with, like, um, oh, what was it? Uh, the zoo animals. Like, it's such, like, a weird, there's just a lot of weird digressions. Like, they yeah. didn't quite have enough stories. There's, fill, there's, there's like a lot of filler. Yeah. Right. Um, but I liked all the Marge. I love Marge. I love Marge getting in touch with her anger. Um I love it when Marge starts doing something that makes Homer freak out because I like I Marge is too good for him. So when Homer has to like catch up to her, I I always enjoy that. Yeah. Um not enough Maggie. Um Marge's yeah, zero Maggie, I'd say. <laughs> Marge's outfit leaving the teacher thing with the diamond shaped earrings and the turtleneck <laughs> is unbelievable it's so good it's so good um i love that bagpipes i will talk about the bagpipes i like the bagpipes I'm trying to think if there's something else that i really loved about this yeah overall th- and then overall theme really worked for me yeah um you know it's interesting really love road rage yeah I, having had I've, I've had all of those lane changing feelings she's talked about i've had all of them so i was just like yeah Oh well, yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting because I did kind of want to talk about that concept of road rage. If uh, if any of y'all have experienced it, um, I know I have, like what I like to call um, <laughs> passive aggressive road rage, um, uh-huh. where instead of being like you know if uh, you know someone cuts me off or whatever, or someone's tailgating me, instead of being like you know oh you fucker oh get out of here you know anything like that, I'm like oh yeah cool yeah you're just gonna do that oh that's nice. Yeah, that's really that's really polite. Like that's what I do to myself in my car by myself. No one can hear me, <laughs> but that's uh-huh. like my my uh, gut reaction to uh, other drivers is to be passive aggressive to myself about them because it makes me feel better. <laughs> mm, yeah, Greg, what did you think of this episode? Uh you know, there's there. Okay, um, I'm I'm exhausted by at this point in in the show i'm uh, at this point in the series i am i'm i'm almost done i'm <laughs> i'm almost completely out of it and i i love marge too and i think she has been unequivocally the standout character of this season in particular i think both alan and i agree on this 100% um she is a bright spot in uh in a turd but a turd is still a turd and (laughs) i think this this episode 
You know, I'm I'm really glad that you that, that you don't have uh like the you you haven't gone on this on this journey that 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 we have put ourselves on, which is like literally going through the the lows to the very peak and then the decline. Because then you can watch this episode in a vacuum, almost in a way that it's meant to be watched. Because mm-hmm. that's how it was designed. It was designed to be watched weekly in an elastic universe where nothing changes, nothing really matters. And you can just take what's on screen for what it is. But as a part of a whole, it is, it's, it's just, um, it, it, I, I'm just exhausted by it. I'm, <laughs> uh, I have, I have almost nothing uh, positive to say about the ending. I think the beginning holds the most enjoyment for me just because it's got the most going on. Um, because I think the, the teacher's thing, despite the fact that it goes on for way too long, I think the idea, the concept is funny and mm-hmm. I, I don't think they land it though. Um, I think this is about the time season nine ish season, definitely in season 10 though, is when I am starting to be like, Oh, I really get why people don't like Bart. He sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bart is terrible in this episode. Yeah, he sucks the whole time. Um, yeah, when yeah. he says this both sucks and blows at the very beginning, I felt yeah. my skin crawl. Oh. Like I felt I, I I felt like I was like, oh, you are just you are just what a an adult in the nineties thinks kids say. Yeah, and like little miscreant kids too. Yeah. And that's the thing is that He's- they start to lose what made Bart an interesting character, at least to me. Yeah. Um, which is that, yeah, he's a he's a rambunctious little hellraiser, but he has a good heart and wants to do the right thing when it comes down to it with important things. And in these episodes, and as the series con- continues, he just becomes the hellraiser. He's just like, they, get, they give him a reason to cause trouble and to be a little brat. Yeah. Now, we, we, we discussed the episode, The Last Temptation of Crust, mm-hmm. last season. This is where the Canyon Arrow is introduced and the 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 pitch meeting for this episode must be something along the lines of like remember that awesome gag at the end of that episode one season ago let's make an episode about it let's (laughs) let's just extend it into an episode and then someone in the writer's room said won't that be a little thin and someone else in the writer's room said yeah i guess you're right and then no one said anything after that and they just <laughs> then they just did it, and Damn. and it and to be fair, they filled twenty two minutes. I feel like the Marge, like you were saying, the 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 fact that uh, we both agree Marge has been kind of an underrated gem in this season specifically. Yeah, um, made me kind of excited for this episode because I'm like, oh, we're getting a full Marge episode, and she's been really killing it lately. And I guess like. There's nothing like inherently bad with the story that they give her, but uh, I think she works best when she is almost like the the audience surrogate commenting on her shitty family, um, and especially in this or, season, like it yeah, works the most in this season. In this season, or uh, like some of my favorite episodes with her are ones where she is uh, very capable and like does thing like when she becomes a cop or you know like things like that where it's like oh. Marge is awesome, <laughs> and yeah. when she puts her mind into something, she'll be she'll excel at it, and it's just the the city and the world that will like crush her dreams and take that away from her and make her revert back to being a sidelined character. Um, 
And I guess like my thought about this episode as a whole is like they kind of get that. They like start to get that, but then take it away a bit too quickly. Um, like I, th- it's I immediate. Almost, it's yeah. It's, like it's, I almost feel like they should not have had the whole like, oh, you need to go to road rage class. You get your license revoked. Blah blah blah. It should have just been a steady progression of Marge's road rage. She's loving it. She's killing it. She's doing. She's doing great things. But now she has to uh, save her family. You know, yeah. whatever. Like, At what cost? Yeah. Uh, and maybe like the like yeah. She doesn't even go to the driver's ed school. She just flips the car to save Homer. Yeah. And that would be great, because then it's like, well, the car is gone now, so that's, quote-unquote, the solution to her road rage, is uh, she had to destroy the car in order to save her family, I mean, she has to choose. It's two lanes wide, so. It's, it's uh, I can't remember the lyric, because <laughs> I'm an American pride. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why does the, ro- I guess the whole road rage thing happen so they can make fun of that type of class. Um, which they've done and make before. that video. Yeah, which yeah. they've done before. Not yeah. that specifically, but we even we commented on it when we were watching it. There's a, a previous episode where Homer goes to like a drunk driving uh, class, essentially, or like a he's he gets his license revoked because he's an alcoholic, and then so he has to take a class to to get it back. Um, and uh, it's funnier. <laughs> yeah. Um, partly because uh, Troy McClure was uh, the host. And in this episode, he was supposed to be the host of this video. But, of course, Phil Hartman had, unfortunately, uh, passed away uh, fairly recently before this episode was in production. So they had to change it. And it was just a generic policewoman. <laughs> um, oh. You know, which you just know. That's the thing. Greg mentioned it while we were watching. He's like, ah, oh, this just makes me sad because I know it would have been Troy McClure if Phil Hartman was still alive. And you really think about how that video would be probably gold. It would be the highlight like of the episode. Like, it'd be the highlight of the episode. There'd be so much that he would, like, improvise or add in with, with his takes. Um, but instead, it's just, yeah, it's just very generic writing that doesn't really land yeah. for me. Yeah. But that being said, uh, the Canyon Arrow F-Series, how do we feel about it? I love the F-Series. <laughs> Wait, I want to say something yes, first. Yes, please do. I wonder, I feel like I sort of wonder if the, it's almost like the show is more cynical than funny in this mm-hmm. in this episode, maybe. There's so much cynicism. I wonder if that has to do with Phil, uh, with Phil Hartman's horrible death or if there's something else there. Um, I mean, it's the late '90s, early 2000s. We've mentioned we've mentioned a lot, actually. That like the the like comedy in general in this pocket of time is so cynical. It's so cynical and like postmodern and like uh, all those things that you like from the past, all this stuff that you like. It's fucking dumb, you nerd. (laughs) You know, like like I hate to bring bring this word up again, but uh, you know, the opening scene of Shrek is exactly what I hate about this era of comedy: is him using a, st- a fairy tale book and wiping his ass with it mm-hmm. like that's and right. then smash mouth plays like that's that's like an ep- the epitome of what i hate about this era of comedy where it's just like yeah all that dumb all that dumb baby shit that's for losers i'm gonna go fart in the mud um <laughs> I, I don't like Shrek. i mean i anyway. kind of i kind of like how dry it is but i think it's because i remember being well, I remember being so cynical about SUVs to go back to the <laughs> sure, yeah. to the Camaro thing. What is it? The Camaro Can- Can- F? Canyon Arrow. Canyon, Canyon Arrow. F series. The F F series, right? Okay. Yeah. Canyon Arrow. Which I believe is based yeah. on a real like Ford F series. Ford uh, yeah, yeah, it's the the what is it? The mm, shit. It's the one that kept f- flipping over. <laughs> 
You know what I'm talking uh, about. The, it's not the Bronco. The Ford, Ford Explorer. Explorer. Mm. That's the Maybe. one with the yeah. Firestone tires. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, we all remember. Yeah. Yeah, we're all My car heads had, here. <laughs> had an SUV for many years. She was mm. a huge fan of it. My sister had an SUV. Um, oh, wow. I was opposed to them on environmental grounds. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was like a real thing. It was like people at my school had huge these huge cars that they yeah. were so proud of and everyone was like trying to outdo each other with them. <laughs> so it was very familiar, very familiar kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's a very familiar thing in where we live as well because we live in Calgary. It's oil country here. It's also mm. Canada and the spaces are wide and they're also open. And yeah, um, like the Dixie Chicks, just saying. like well, they're just all called uh, the Chicks now. Apologies. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, they've gone on record saying it was a bad name. Yeah, no, I you, you're you're correct. And you know what? I appreciate platinum selling artists changing their changing name. name to the Chicks. I, I think, think that's good. really cool. Yeah. Um, and that sounded sarcastic, but I actually <laughs> meant it. I did mean no, it. No, the, the, they're cool. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. Um. And, uh, yeah, we have the same thing here. Everybody's got either a uh, Ford F-150, which is the small one, by the way. <laughs> yep. And it's yep. crazy. It's so yep. big. It's like an office in there. Yeah, yep. I mean, well, that, and that contributes to what I mentioned earlier about my road rage is, like, not only do I hate other drivers <laughs> as a general rule, but often they're in large SUVs or yeah. large trucks, and I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. There's only one person I'm in there. Dr- I'm just going. I'm I'm having a leisurely drive to the pet store to get some dog food. Let me do that, and I I go the speed limit. Why is it posted if we don't go the speed limit anyway? <laughs> Wait. So do you guys have like gridlock traffic the way that is depicted in the show? Only like uh, yes, yeah. Like during rush, we we have a specific rush hour. Uh, in Calgary. We have a rush hour and a very, this is just something very specific that they do at the beginning of the episode, parking lot traffic jam. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we get right, that like, too. Yeah. yeah. After, yeah. Because our, after a Flames game, After a Flames example. game, which I was, when I was watching this, I was like, damn, I could go for a parking lot traffic jam <laughs> right around now. <laughs> that would be great. I would give anything to be in a parking lot tra- traffic, traffic jam oh. after a Flames game. Do you prefer oh. a parking lot traffic jam or do you prefer a mad sardine sea train journey? Oh, that is, you know what? I prefer a parking lot traffic jam uh, just barely Yeah, because I can like, because I've got it figured out. <laughs> Now, oh good. <laughs> I've got it. No, I believe I have you. a system. Alan, I have a system. All right, and I'm not gonna. How s- can you have a system? I don't. This is not a thing. How can you have a system? You're in a parking lot. You're you're hemmed in by bricks of metal on you're all cute. sides. You don't know. You don't know. You just you don't know because I have a system, and I'm not gonna say oh. it online. Right, you don't want to share it because then everyone else will take that. Yeah, system. then everyone else is gonna think. And then it they just becomes another another traffic. It's gem. just yeah, yeah. It's my system. Mine, and I'm not giving it up for nobody. This is insane. This is, and I mean, so first of all, that is offensive to me, and second of all, and second of all, that is that is like that is so peak car culture. Like I just, it is right. Like yeah, just like yeah. it's gonna be better. If, like just thinking, oh, it's better if I'm inside the brick, if I'm inside the large yeah. box of metal. Right. Yeah. 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 
Yep. But like, good for you, Greg. I'm glad. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm not. It's. I just think. I understand why they're cynical in this show. Like that's why maybe that's just what I mean. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Maybe the cynicism vibes, like I vibe with it yeah. more than I should. Yeah. You buy into it more. I I feel like yeah, I feel like the the traffic jams here in Calgary are uh annoying to me because the way our city is kind of set up is there's basically three options for getting from point A to point B. Um, because of the river that goes through our city. Uh, right. So, you know, so because I'm I'm such a, like, <laughs> I'm like a weirdo. When I lived in Lethbridge, it wasn't really built like this generally. There wasn't really traffic jams either because it's a, small city, a smaller city. But uh, I remember if there was, like, a backup of traffic, instead of waiting in the traffic, I'd be like, well, I know this city really well. I can just go this way instead. And, you know, like, I'll take a couple side streets and I'll be at my destination much quicker. Um, but I can't uh-huh. do that in Calgary because, like, if I'm on Deerfoot, it's like, this is the only way I can get to to blank, you know? I can't choose a different way because this is the way the city is set up. It's like we've got these three major roads going north and south. Um so it bugs me. So They're called I'm veins. I'm yes, so I'm glad I, you know, uh you know, uh small victories. I don't work currently and so I don't have to worry about it. So yeah. there's a positive from this whole pandemic. No traffic jams. No traffic jams. <laughs> yeah. That is a positive. Yeah. I mean, I sort of, I find myself wondering if, like, there's something distinctly American about the idiocy of the the mall parking lot or the mm. large cars stuck in gridlock traffic. Mm. I know that, because I, I, I feel like maybe there's just a little bit more density here because or, or something, but oh, I always feel like... You definitely have clawing. a lot more density. <laughs> Like a I lot. always feel like clawing my face off when I'm in the situation like what Marge is in, right. where she's like, I can see my house, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I can't get to it because I am on a construct called a highway. Like I know, <laughs> and I feel I feel like a crazy person whenever I start talking like this, but it drives me no, nuts. I, like, yeah, I empathize. I would that. rather be anyway. So I'm just bitching about cars, but. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think the interesting thing about the SUV culture that this whole episode is trying to be, you know, trying to be sort of like I'm the smartest person in the world about is that like they're made for this ruggedness, right? Mm-hmm. In the video, the the officer road rage video, mm-hmm. um, they talk about American anger too, and I right. thought that was another interesting thing. Yeah, And it's funny because this is like before 9-11 and before the Iraq war and mm-hmm. before all of the other things are to be angry about. But I remember sort of like being around at the time and being angry, too, although I can't really remember exactly why. Um, yeah, I mean, I was a, I was a teen, so I was pretty angry mm-hmm, <laughs> just in general. Mm-hmm. Don't give me that face, Greg. <laughs> it was... Um, it was all of the like it was like peak culture war stuff, right? Yeah. Like Monica Lewinsky oh, yeah. had just yep. happened and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh what I was gonna say is like your uh your your kind of comment about how like just anti car, which I am also anti car, uh, but I need one. <laughs> and so and I hate how much I need one. And I hate how cars are like the the society around cars is like one of my least favorite things in the world and it ties in with capitalism like in mm-hmm. in all honesty you know like it's it's such a weird archaic way like when i got the current car i have when i went in to get it you know like the 
all the kind of hoops and things I had to jump through to lease this car. I'm still paying it off right now. And I'm just like, I just need a way to get places. Like, why is this such a, a rigmarole? And then they have like sneaky things too that I didn't even know about until I, I bought my car where it was like, uh, a year after I bought it, they like mess. They like sent me an email that was like, "Hey, we found out that uh, someone wants to buy your car, your oh, exact yeah. car. So bring it into the shop, and you know we'll sell it, sell it to them for you, and then you can pick out a new car with that. With the you know we'll essentially Whoa. it's all just a ruse. And I so that here's what like it happened, and I was like, that's this seems weird. This seems like it might be a scam, but it's from the dealership I bought my car from. So like I know it's from them. It's not like some uh, you know other email." And I looked it up because I was like, I'd never heard of this before. So I looked it up and it's like, yeah, this is a common tactic by the, by dealerships to get you back in the, in the room so they can upgrade and sell you e- an even more expensive car. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like I already spent a lot of money on this car. I'm still paying money for this car. I'm going to keep it until it dies, <laughs> until it's no longer operable. Um, but yeah, I just, I, cars are dumb. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There is I mean, there I, I, I will give this just to just to play devil's advocate for one moment. No, here we go. Okay. <laughs> um there there is a kind of uh serenity to those to to people who are able to work on vehicles. Work on oh, yeah. work on engines. The that oh, sure. like there is a there is a I don't wanna get Bruce Springsteen on it, um, but there is a there there is some. You don't want Bruce Springsteen to work on your car. No, there is a. There is <laughs> a certain. Like he know what he's doing. I, I feel that there is a certain uh, serenity to it that is that is admirable. Listen, if I'm going to be honest with you, I love driving. I yeah. often love. I driving, love driving too. Yeah. But it's the. It's like we've just let it go too far. It's like there's you should drive to get from one city to another city, and then once you get to the city, you park. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Right? Yeah. Or, I don't know. It just sounds crazy, I know, but like we just it we I don't know if you should have to get into a car in order to like buy candy from you yeah, know whatever yeah. the closest location and well, yet that's like how the world we most of us live in absolutely yeah. well and as a New Yorker I feel like because uh, I you know I visited there a couple times and both times I'm like yeah like this and I know like it's probably different for someone who lives there all the time but for me it was like this is an insanely great public transit system at least compared to Calgary. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't oh, want to, yeah. you know, but like for me, it was just such a like, oh, like there's stops everywhere. I can literally walk out the door and there's a stop a couple blocks away so I can get on a thing and it'll take me anywhere in the city. You know, like I love that. And that that's kind of what you're talking about in this like ideal fantasy world where uh, a car is used between cities. And once you're in a city, there's other ways to get around that are more convenient and more uh, affordable and like all that kind of stuff. But Calgary doesn't have that. So. Well, and neither does Springfield. That's right. I mean, <laughs> they I did. Think, they almost did. Yeah, Monterey. They almost did. She yeah. really, she did her best. I mean, I really, I feel for Mark. I will say that she is right that grocery shopping is something that a car really yes, makes. absolutely. That's the perfect, especially the perfect for like a thing. family, like you know, when she's got three kids, you know, her thirty-two bags of groceries yeah. and how proud she was of that. Yeah. I really felt that yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh. Oh, I mean, I, I guess, I guess the thing about the gender of the SUV <laughs> was like another like interesting part of it. 
Um, and Homer's like sensitive to that, oh, yeah. which I was is also interesting. Mm-hmm. This is very know. like late uh late nineties Homer. This is very spot on for him. Mm-hmm. Well the mm-hmm. like the gendered marketing to consumers still happens to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's it's insane. Like the <laughs> what was the there was a, I think like one of the it hit kind of its apex maybe in some way where there was like uh, it's like the Dr. Pepper for ladies or whatever. Do you remember that? I thought that was called a tab. No. <laughs> <laughs> tab hasn't been around for ages. <laughs> Who's the old one now? Um, <laughs> no, like legit, there was like a weird like marketing thing for Dr. Pepper, but for ladies. And wow. people were like, what the hell is this shit? It's just soda. <laughs> Why is this? And there, I, I remember there was like pens too. There was like a Bic pen yeah. or something that was like, it was purple. So it was like, this is for the ladies, for sure. your sensitive fingers. Right. Um, it's just crazy. I, I But I do think like, you know, the like I said, that kind of was its apex where I remember it happening and people were infuriated on the internet. And, you know, sometimes the internet does good. Most of the time it doesn't. Um, but yeah, it's it's... It's very interesting because in 1999, uh, it was, I, I didn't notice it as prevalently, but I'm sure it was everywhere. Like this idea of having, you know, products specifically for each gender. Uh, and Oh, there you go. Oh, it's not for women. That's what it was. Dr. Right, Pepper. Right. Dr. Pepper's not for women. It's only for men. <laughs> I, I, this may have been from a little while ago and might yeah. not be exactly what you're thinking of, but I think apparently this created some controversy, yes. which is kind of amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, this was this was in 2011. Um, wow. Uh, it was a diet soft drink, ago. Dr. Pepper 10, a 10-calorie beverage designed to appeal to men. Interesting. So, so it's the, the opposite fact, of what I thought. <laughs> and the and the way that you and, and see this is amazing because yeah. the way that you market something as being for men is by saying it's, it's not, not for, for women. women, right? Yeah. Oh, that's that's insane. <sighs> are are men okay? <laughs> I don't, no, you know what? I, I don't th- think so. <laughs> I think we've never been okay. <laughs> I really, I really feel it. I really feel yeah. it. It's it's so much. I I mean, <sighs> it's think, so much. I think more than ever, you can see how not okay we've ever been. <laughs> We're I've, all little babies. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that the episode could have done a little more with Homer getting this car that he loves that then he can't drive. He was so enthusiastic about it. He's so enthusiastic about it. Like, like all salivating. These, all these things that you're talking about where it's like, where it's like this could have been pulled into here, this could have been pulled, pulled into here, I think is a really good way to just get around the driver's ed part. Mm. You know, like if you go further with some of these things and you don't have to go into this thing, which is which is strange because like it's antithetical to the actual episode because it's clearly the centerpiece of the episode, which is Marge Mm. going to the school. Right. They consider that basically their inciting incident. Right. She gets pulled over. She has to go to this. Yeah. Right? yeah. They they go for a long walk to get there. But like the walk is so not worth it. But where you're saying like, well, then take a little bit more time with your real characters, you know, like mm-hmm. take a little bit of time with with Homer being disappointed about this. Uh, take a little bit more time with Marge actually having road rage rather than just honking her horn on one outing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been interesting because I don't know about you guys. So here's another kind of segue into my personal road rage is when I get angry at a driver, I never honk. Mm. And it's because I have witnessed. So, okay, here's uh, very specific. I've witnessed this a couple times, uh, but very specifically, I remember one time where it was uh, two cars in front of me. It was a stop sign. So there was two cars in front of me. I was car number three. Car right in front of me is getting upset at the car in the very front and honks at them. Car at the very front gets out of the car and comes towards car in front of me. And I am oh terrified. <laughs> oh, boy. So in this instance, it was, you know, just they they just kind of, you know, had some words with them through the windshield, you know, because the person doesn't roll their window down. Why would you <laughs> Exactly. Ever? But they're just like, you know, rah, 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 I don't honk at me or whatever. They get back in their car. They drive away. So, like, you know, could have been a lot worse, of yeah. course. But that has stuck in my brain my entire life where I'm like, I never want that to happen. I never want a driver to emerge from their vehicle, become a human again. <laughs> And come towards me with their ire and their anger and whatever bad things going on in their day. What if they have a gun? Exactly. What if you have a gun? Well, I don't, but... (laughs) You know? But just in general, like, that's, that's always terrified me, and so I don't do that. Because I do think there's this, like, instinct in all of us when we're in our car that... Other cars are not humans, they are other cars, right? So you're like, oh, hey, dumb car, move it, honk, honk. And then, you know, someone steps out and you realize, oh, that's a person, that's a crazy person who's going to murder me, you know? Uh, So, yeah. I love honking. Why would you take honking seriously? (laughs) That makes me crazy. But also, I mean, it is very like, there is a New York, the New York honk, which is like a, it's like a, it's like a nice, polite, like, that's hello, the thing. I'm, yeah, like, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and I, think, I think that's the culture. same in most big cities uh, is, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is, yeah, like you said, honking culture, where it's just kind of accepted that that's how you communicate with other drivers. Whereas in Calgary, right. like, honking's rare. And so when it's honked, when you hear a honk, it's an angry honk. Like, it's, oh my God. It's, fuck you. <laughs> and, and uh, or, like, I, because here's the thing I will only honk. If I'm at a green, like I'm at a stoplight and the car in front of me doesn't notice that it's turned green or whatever, but it is to me a polite honk because it's just like a meep, 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 meep. Like I do it very gently and very just like, hey, this is just a reminder. Hey, look, it's time to go. It's not like I'm not laying down on the horn, right? Which is what the angry honk sounds like. Yeah. I completely understand the the angry honk and the the honk culture <laughs> because that to me just sounds like you're in a very dense populated area and you need to make sure that people know you're there. Yeah. I think that we might all be living with our anger closer to the surface though. Oh, that's like, well, hmm. as a New Yorker, gosh, no. <laughs> what? As an potentially as an American, although I I've heard tell the Midwest is different, but I do sort of feel like I mean, I grew up in I grew up in Florida, right? Yeah. Like uh I I I was just trying to imagine like, I can't think of a specific instance, but I know the feeling of laying on the horn. Right. I know the feeling of going, you are so wrong right now, and I'm going to tell you how wrong I am. Through um, a loud honk. <laughs> I have also been in a situation in the Target, my hometown Target parking lot, mm. where um, 
a woman, I we were walking and a woman rolled down her window and yelled at me and my friend for being in her way while she mm. was, I mean, talk about road rage. Yeah. She was like backing up in an SUV with her husband next to her near like comes close to hitting us rolls down the window and yells at us for existing like mm. there was no no one's okay is what no. i'm trying to say like but i mean you were you were existing and that is you know that's an affront know, that's a, an affront a, to a, her a crime a yeah. crime yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just terrible terrible stuff i guess what i mean is the anger is so present i yeah. think so it's interesting to think about it being kind of a politer a more polite driving culture or yeah. something um, absolutely at yeah. least for me, because I'm a scared little boy. <laughs> I don't want anyone to hurt me. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. There's um, there's a lot of there's a lot of anger in. I think there's a lot of anger, especially in this province, and it is, it is like, it is below the surface, but it just takes a one thing. Uh... Yeah, and and that's the thing. I just don't want to honk at. You know Russell Crowe, and yeah. suddenly he's unhinged. Yeah, you don't want to make a Russell Crowe type unhinged. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I can see. That. Because then apparently it's your fault. Yeah, right. That's my understanding of that movie. I've never seen it. <laughs> For existing. <laughs> anyway, um, well, <sighs> do we have anything else we want to say about this episode? You know what? I think uh, I think you brought me a little bit more around on it, Sonia. I um, mm-hmm. I like it a little bit more now that we've talked to, talked about it. I uh, I think it has more to say than I gave it credit for. Still not still not my favorite. I'm still pretty tired by this season. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? I think I was a little bit too hard on this one. To I mean, I think you guys are right that the things it has to say and do are kind of external to The Simpsons. Like, mm. it's it's almost entirely commentary and, like, character and stuff and story are, are sort of less important to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask you guys about the NBC thing at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. why, like, clearly the show is on Fox, but why NBC in particular, do you know? No, I mean, from my understanding, it was just a joke they wrote in that they thought would be funny, and then Fox was very angry about it, so that's why you have the, uh, post-credits, uh, addendum, as it were. Like, the that murder? Was, yeah, that was their, that was their compromise, because originally it was just gonna be them saying all that stuff and then cutting to credits, but... Fox didn't like it, so they're like, you know, well, what if we put in a thing where you know Homer reads this thing and then gets shot, <laughs> and, and apparently that's a good compromise. So yeah, uh, you know, who knows what's going on in the right? I feel like here's the thing: we've talked about this a couple times. I feel like at this point, a lot of the writers are like Greg, exhausted. <laughs> they're like, we've been working right. on this show, uh, you know, some of them longer than others, but you know, for the most part, a lot of them have been there since day one. And they're, you know, they're getting to the point where they're just like, most shows don't go 10 seasons. So like, <laughs> surely we'll be done soon, Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And so they're just putting in things. That's why you start getting the, the cynicism and the postmodern commentaries on uh, TV and uh, networks. Like the, the Fox jokes, the like jokes at the Fox network uh, come so much quicker from here on out. Like they happen almost per episode. <laughs> like it just happens wow. so often where they're just digging on Fox. And I think that's, uh, you know, a big part of them becoming a part of the system now. They're a part yeah. of Fox and, you know, they don't like it. Their success was kind of a curse. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, they're all very wealthy, I'm sure. But uh, I feel like 
the Simpsons is in the situation still where like it'll never die. Yeah. Like they can never stop making the Simpsons because it's so successful. And like when you become famous for becoming like irreverent and outside the box, you don't mesh into the system well. And I think that part must suck. It must suck to be like in the midst of that that world and and trying to comment on it at the same time just sounds it sounds like a lot of conflict yeah did you guys uh or have have either of you uh heard dr hibbert's new voice no were you aware that they did this yes okay uh sonia may not may not be aware but harry Shearer voiced dr hibbert for <laughs> 32 years however long it's been um who is a white man voicing a black character uh, so along with, you know, the Apu controversy and a lot of other stuff, they, you know, Simpsons did make the decision that they're going to, uh, try and get people of color to voice people of color on the show. Uh, so Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, who's actually been with the show for a while and doing like minor, uh, backup characters here and there has taken over the role of Dr. Hibbert. And I list, I just listened to some clips of, of him. Um, and you know, obviously it's weird. It's such a weird uh, he 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 gets to laugh really well, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, not doesn't sound exactly the same, obviously, but like uh, he has a good laugh. But then the voice is just so like it feels like a parody, in and of itself, in some way. Just because it's like I said, it's been thirty two years of the same voice coming out of this character, and so just you know talking about when the Simpsons will end, it just made me think about that about how theoretically they could just recast yep. the characters as they go, and it starts to become this weird uh zombie zombie simpsons yeah. you know um yeah. and we'll see if that happens i mean Mar- we've talked about how marge is sounding rough these days roof julie kavner obviously specifically yeah. uh um because that's a hard voice to do <laughs> for yeah. 30 years and um, she's still she's still doing yeah it. they're wow. all they're all still like the the og is pretty much all still there except for like i said some of the characters specifically being either uh um retired or uh recast but Right. Um, the, yeah, the, you know, Homer, Marge, the whole family, and then Hank Azaria and Harry Shearer, all still there. Um, you know, Marcia Wallace passed away. Um, uh, uh, shoot, um, what's her name? Who voiced, uh, Minnie Mouse, uh, Rusie Taylor, sorry. Uh, she passed away. You know, so, like, some of the ones who did more minor characters weren't part of the main cast are starting to pass, and, and it's just, it's a weird time for Simpsons, uh, culture i guess <laughs> yeah maybe it's time to shut it down maybe it's time to shut it down um all that being said uh let's move on to the reference desk cool oh wait oh okay wait no There's go ahead if you one have one more yeah. thing i one more thing i want to say which is that groundskeeper willie plays the bagpipes and i played the bagpipes when i was in high school cool. which is a very weird fact about me oh wow yeah. that i feel uncomfortable about for a variety of reasons which we don't have to get into but i just want to say that he makes references to scotland but he is playing yulian pipes which are irish oh interesting wow they they look irish to me i'll say that they're they're the narrower kind the narrower sort of more fey bagpipes those are yes i didn't even i didn't even know there was different like obviously it makes sense but i'd I'd never because my uh relationship (laughs) if anything to bagpipes has been through pop culture and it's always Mm -hmm. depicted as you know a scottish instrument or played at funerals you know that kind of thing um so i didn't really i didn't even know that there was kind of two or maybe more but at least two different variations from different countries i think they just have like a different key okay i think they're i think they're otherwise like the same yeah but um 
yes, I am not good at music, um, <laughs> but the band that we had at my school, like I was a geek. And so then like kind of became a band geek by like association with other people. And we had, um, we didn't have a regular band, but we had bagpipes. So wow. that's what happened. I wish I'd learned how to play the drums. I think I would have liked mm. that better. Drums are cool. I had that. They are cool. They are cool. I had that moment as well in uh, junior high band when I played the clarinet. I was like, I wish I, I wish I learned drums instead. Oh, <laughs> uh, the clarinet. Why does anyone learn how to play the clarinet? I say that, and yet one of my dear friends plays the clarinet, and she like loves it, and she's like good at it. But I feel like most of the time, people who play the clarinet have just been press ganged into the clarinet. Like yeah. there is no, there's there. Are, there are a few people that are like joyfully playing the clarinet. I feel like um, I, I don't know about you about you Sonia but the curriculum I guess when I was in school was that we had to be in band. Mm -hmm. oh. And so you had to I remember I had to like pick my top 3 instruments I'd like to take in band. Yeah, and they only gave the A students the saxophone. Well, yeah, I think I put saxophone, really? clarinet, uh -huh. and flute. I think oh, were really? my my top three because I liked the idea of those versus like string instruments or I don't know. I don't can't remember what else there was as options. But God, I should have learned how to play a horn. Right, the horns. Yeah, like I didn't. I didn't like mm. the idea of of a horn because my sister played trombone. Yeah, and uh, and I hated it. <laughs> like she would practice it at home, and I was like, "Oh, it's so annoying. I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'll just suck on a, a piece of, of wood for an hour." There's a lot of saliva involved with yeah. all of the with all the all woodwinds, of, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, yeah, <laughs> and the horns. Like trumpets have spit valves. Spit valves, baby. Gross. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> stuff. Yeah. This is disgusting. I was a clarinetist. Hmm. Mm, yep. Is that the mm. correct term? Yep. Great. And I it was because I wasn't a straight A student and they only gave the the, the saxophones to the A's. Okay, that's like fucked up. It's <laughs> fucked up. Like I guess I just like Seems like it should be the opposite. <laughs> other music classes or straight A's like yeah. in school in school yeah that's fucking nuts yeah. that's crazy because that's like oh you're good at academia then you get to play the fun instruments <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like what if i, like I suck it i suck at math because i'm good at music like you know like anyway yeah i mean or just like what if people have different strengths like what what is <laughs> what i want to have mm. i want to have like a stern word with various <laughs> educational providers and like um, if, if i were to turn the computer that you're on just a little to the right you'd be able to see all the instruments that i have over there not there's like 10 of them yeah. and not a fucking one is the clarinet <laughs> no there's like a zousaphone there's a timpani uh <laughs> There's Aww. a uh, theremin, of course. Love my theremin. Yeah. Uh, bongos. You got uh, like seven bong bongos. That's crazy. You laugh, but <laughs> I used to have some bongos. <laughs> uh. Should I send you my bagpipes? I still, I still have them. You still have your bagpipes? Well, they're at they're at my parents' house. Right, they're right. at my parents' house. They're in so storage. I, they're at my mom's house. So I so I could go get them. Um, I think that they have a sticker that has a Confederate flag with an X over the Confederate mm, flag mm. that says you lost, get over it, <laughs> which I think, which I was afraid to put on my car sure, um, yeah. in Florida, um, mm. <laughs> but did put on my bagpipes case. I mean, that might be the 
only acceptable mm-hmm. display of that symbol. <laughs> with an extra. Yeah. T- with an, with or, an extra. Or it was like a, specific, like a circle with a line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Specifically yeah. with like none of that, and then you lost, get over it. That's mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. it needs... That needs to be said, I think, until everyone takes them off of their cars, at least. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that people in Alberta have that on their license plates. Yeah. It's so under it's so funny. I mean it's just it's it's such a tell. It's yeah. like a oh it's about white supremacy. Like I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I, I I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. It is fucking embarrassing whenever I see that. We're the Texas here. of Canada. We there's as I've said before, I will say it again until I die. There are a lot of Texases in Canada. <laughs> Alberta yes. is a Texas, Texas of Canada. <laughs> Quebec yeah. is the sure, Texas of yeah. Canada. <laughs> wow, Quebec is the Texas of Canada. You That's better fucking line. believe it. Wow. Northern Ontario <laughs> is the Texas of Canada. It's more the Florida. Right? Well, Northern Ontario, <laughs> Southern Ontario is just so far <laughs> away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ontario's I guess I should, so... I should say anything north of Thunder Bay, Thunder Bay and on. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess Saskatchewan is the panhandle of Canada. Sure. <laughs> the the Florida panhandle? The Texas panhandle. <laughs> oh, the Texas. Oh, I see. The Texas panhandle. Wow. So do you have any of the good states? Um, I think... At the very least, BC thinks they are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah I don't know fair. how true it is, but it's the closest also... one. <laughs> I have to say, Texas has really good Mexican food, and I don't mm. think Alberta has really good Mexican no, food. No, we do not. No, we do have yeah. steak, though. Steak, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Texas has a lot of steak, too. Yeah, They sure do. I had a better Mexican meal in New York than I ever have in Alberta, so that tells <laughs> oh you the God. quality of... Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. Reference desk? Let's go. Okay. All right, so we have the title is a reference to Screaming Yellow Zonkers. Are you familiar with these, Sonia? Uh, no. What? It's a snack what is food. This? I had never oh. heard of them until now, so I was curious yeah, because no. it was uh, maybe popular, more popular in the States. Uh, looks like Chicago, maybe. Anyway, um, but uh, it's a popcorn snack food, uh, which was essentially, it's similar to like uh, uh, poppycock, you know that, like Alan. Hmm? <laughs> Watch your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Flim flam. (laughs) Balderdash. Balderdash, yeah. Um, Fiddle faddle. (laughs) That's a real one. That's that's another popcorn snack. What's with popcorn snacks with weird names? Anyway. I love them. Uh, But yeah, Screaming Yellow Zonkers is... uh, They're corny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's what I needed. That's the validation. (laughs) Uh, So in the... uh, the talent show? What the hell was this opening? I can't even remember. Uh, the teachers the doing teachers. weird, weird yeah. shit. Uh, there's yeah. the 20th Century Fox logo behind yeah. them, essentially. Uh, you got them doing a number from Fame, um, oh, yeah. uh, with new lyrics, of course. And then Krabappel dances to Fever. Um, and uh, Willie does My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. Um, so those are some references there. Uh, Who's on First is referenced with Skinner and uh, Chalmers. Um, the OK Car Al... 
is reference the OK Corral. Canyonero. <laughs> uh, we mentioned the F-Series, the Ford F-Series. Uh, Courtney Love shows up on the Wheaties box for some reason. Um, right. You got uh, Thelma and Louise, which is just... Wiggum just calls her yeah, Thelma and yeah. Louise. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> uh, and then you got Born Free. Uh, so the sign to the animal kingdom or whatever that they go to is uh, Born Free and then Caged again. Um, I, I might have messed that up, but that's the, the gist. Born, born free, free, then Caged. Right. And then Born Free, of course, uh, you may not you may remember is the documentary about Elsa the Lion. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember that. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh yeah. Well, it's about a lion who was raised in captivity and then set free, and then their uh, their owners uh, uh, went to find her in cap uh, in the wild, and she recognized them, and it's very sweet. Oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Crocodile Dundee, kinda with the the zoo guy. Yeah. Uh, he's also, he's got kind of a Muldoon vibe he's, as well. Yeah, he's got kind serious. of a mashup between Dundee and Muldoon. Yeah, he's got serious Muldoon vibes. That might yeah. be because we just watched JP, but no, I think it's intentional. All right, um, just the outfit is very because Dundee doesn't dress like that, That's but he's true. Australian. Muldoon does. Muldoon does. Uh, the sloth gets hit with a trank dart and yeah. dances like the Peanuts characters. Yep. That's a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't clock that it was a sloth. I thought it was a monkey, and I definitely didn't get that it was the peanuts dance. Yeah, so the I think the joke is because sloths are already tranquil, is that it does the opposite effect to a sloth. It gets hyperactive and dances. And then falls asleep. And then falls asleep. It's a bad joke. That's, <laughs> it's not it's not funny. <laughs> Okay. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, Jumanji. Uh, Homer yeah. yells Jumanji. Yeah. Um, which oh. I think could have been a really funny joke for me. But I just, I think they whiffed it. I think that's a funny idea of him seeing Jumanji, and that's the lesson he takes is if he shouts Jumanji, <laughs> animals will go away. <laughs> but they just whiffed it for me. Anyway, and then uh, Dateline slash NBC slash Stone Phillips all reference oh, at the end. I did really like the Stone Phillips uh, <laughs> multiple references. Were you, were, you, were, you, were you a Phillips screwdriver? Uh, were you a... <laughs> oh, my God. Um I I guess yeah, I was. A fan. I definitely did watch Dateline NBC with Stone Phillips and Jane Pauley. Nice. Um, and <laughs> yeah, uh, it. W- what's funny is that Dateline NBC was just like one step up from Unsolved Mysteries. Like mm. you know, and Unsolved Mysteries was fucking terrifying yeah, and like scary. I think deeply exists in my <laughs> psyche somewhere. Um. And Dateline NBC was just like a little less insane, um, but often had like super creepy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like anyway. journalist uh, celebrities. I never really like. I never had like a journalist. I was like, oh, I really like this journalist. But that seems to be like prevalent with a lot of, like Anderson Cooper. I feel like has a pretty big following. It's the whole thing. It's the Tom it, Brokaw. I feel like people really like it's, him. It's the info. It's the infotainment. Yeah, thing. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We have infotainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like uh, um, Ian Hannah Mansing. <laughs> I don't even know that. Name. I was gonna sh- say it's uh, the anchor oh, of the National. I can't remember her name now, but there was a weather person that I always remember. The Ron McLean no, in Lethbridge. So probably you didn't know her. 
Anyway. Oh, did you have you had a beloved well, there, local it was, leather lady? <laughs> I don't even know if beloved's the right term, but just like the name was so memorable, which clearly it isn't because I don't remember it now. Uh, but yeah. at the time, we would always talk about this this weather lady uh, because we just knew the name really well and thought the name was funny. Maybe that global TV guy who would always show up and cover uh, university things. <laughs> Still don't know who you're talking. You don't know who that guy was. <laughs> You'd always show up to cover university things. I, I believe you. <laughs> this is great content. Let's move on to favorite joke. <laughs> Alan, what was your favorite joke of this episode? Uh, I had not great jokes. <laughs> I didn't love. There wasn't any standouts, but I did like uh, Gil's appearance. I thought that yeah. was that was overall pretty funny um, for a character that I generally don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't say that, but like he's very hit or miss, I guess. Um, and he was good enough this time that I enjoyed his his thing in the phone call a bit too Which much. Which one's Gil? He's the oh, guy who the sold film. the or was trying to sell the car to Homer. Um, oh, he's oh, very right. uh, uh, what's his name, Jack Lemon from Glenver Glen Ross, Sheldon the Machine. Thank Levine. you, Levine. Yes, uh, based on him, and he's shown up a couple times in the series so far. Uh, kind of takes over the Lionel Hutz role in a sense. Um, and then, but I think the one that actually kind of made me laugh and it was just kind of this background thing is when Homer's being dragged along in the streets with the rhino and like, he's crashing through things and he kind of says under his breath to the people, he's like, it's not my rhino. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. That was good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, Sonia, what do you, do you have a favorite joke? Well, I thought that the plays joke was really funny. (laughs) I have seen plays. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and especially because I was sitting next to a playwright at the time. Yeah, so, uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Don't There's know who like that something is. especially funny about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't know him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. yeah, we don't know any yeah. playwrights, I don't no. think so. No. Yeah. Yep. Certainly not any we know the whereabouts of. <laughs> um that's a I liked that one a lot too. I thought that was a that was funny. Um Wait. I I can't reconstruct it cuz I got too stoned, but you can <laughs> tell me what it is. Yeah. The oh, the legit what, what? How does he say it? Like, I have seen plays that are more entertaining than this. And then he says, he says something like, that, I kid you not, plays yeah. or something like or that. Like, yeah. honest to yeah. God, yeah. plays. Yeah, he like reiterates, yeah. plays. That's yeah. the funny part. That's that's what yeah. gets me for it. Doubles it down. Um, yeah. My favorite joke, and I shit you not, I wrote this down before <laughs> you two said it, was the dancing sloth. <laughs> Oh, the joke that I just shat on? Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, wow. Yeah, sorry, wow. Greg, I'm not with you on this one. It, it, I said, wow. a favorite joke, the dancing sloth has always struck me as very funny. <laughs> <laughs> you had to write like a, like an explanation to yourself <laughs> with that. <laughs> I, um, I'm, so- I'm sorry that we ethered you. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not sorry. <laughs> That's my truth. I mean, I mean, it's just really funny that it shook out that way. I think. Yeah, it's, that is funny. <laughs> That's great. Uh, um. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, episode MVP. I, does wait? I have another question. Oh, sure. Does Homer always like peanuts as much as he does in this episode? <laughs> That's a great question. He likes food. I guess is kind of the because yeah, okay. not specifically peanuts. He's enjoyed peanuts in the past for sure, but it's not a running like 
character trait well, of pain, peanuts. It, it is weirdly a runner in this episode. And then is there's it? the peanuts dance. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a coincidence. Yeah, that that you think, well, you think? the peanut. Here's the thing about the peanuts comic strip: no peanuts in it. <laughs> well, there, it's little children. It could still be a, it could still be a reference. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I don't even know what you think. You're. I don't know what you're laughing at right now. Okay, but but whatever. I think it's funny <laughs> that you drew end, a correlation. When he's on the car. When he's on the car, uh-huh. and. He gets rid of all of his popcorn because yeah. he's trying to distract the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs, <laughs> the dinosaurs yeah, no, nope, that's correct. The, the, rhino, the rhinos. Well, rhinoceros. Then We're gonna g- Lisa, gaslight our listeners uh, who haven't watched the episode. It's dinosaurs. Lisa says, "Dad, throw your peanuts," and he says, "You throw your peanuts." <laughs> and I thought that was actually really funny yeah. as like delivery. But now I'm just wondering, like the little peanuts undercurrent. Yeah, in the show. There's a peanuts runner in this episode. Yeah, it was important Thank to you. this episode, and um. <laughs> No other. I I will say I honestly cool. didn't remember him having or having that peanuts line uh, on the car because I was so confused by the weird cut, and I don't know if it's just on Disney Plus, but he's like throwing the popcorn and then it cuts to one of the rhinos dead from the popcorn. He's just sleeping. Oh yeah, that's. But confusing. they were running around the car, you know, like so. That's what I mean. Like it's such yeah. a weird, and I feel like there's a scene missing there. Yeah, I think you might be that right. they they probably cut for time or something. But it's just it's so obvious. It was so obvious to me. That it was just a weird choice, uh, you know, where he's like, he's like throwing the popcorn, they're running around the car, and then the next time we see the rhinos, one of them's on the ground, <laughs> and that's probably when that line happened, because I was just confused, I was, I was asking Greg what's going on, and he didn't answer me, he doesn't talk to me when we watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all content, baby. <laughs> well, we're revealing so much. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, I think it's like embarrassing and sad how much Greg likes the sloth bit. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> Okay, so there's this really funny sequence. Uh, Muldoon guy pulls out his tranquilizer, puts it in his little rifle, goes, blam. It ricochets off a rhino's butt. Uh Really funny. And then they add on to it by ricocheting it off of Homer's butt. Even funnier. And then it flies. I didn't realize those were ricochets. And then then it flies into a sloth's butt. Uh Right? That's three butts. A sloth that looks like a monkey. A sloth that begins to dance like a little monkey and he flails his arms around and he's like <laughs> and then he falls the down dance. and he's all he's all tuckered out again it's really cute and really funny i thought it was weird <laughs> i just didn't, didn't land get for me. it <laughs> it just yeah i just got no yeah you know but i'm glad it gave you such they joy were ricochets. Yeah. yeah they were uh, all ricochets yeah it makes that classic ricochet sound as well wow yeah wow yeah you know the one yeah, you know the one. I do. Um, um, I'm glad it brought you joy, Greg. It, it did. It didn't for me. What's your episode MVP? It's Marge. Marge. Marge is your episode MVP. Okay, no, she's great. Yeah. Um, mine. Marge. Mine is Gil. <laughs> I think this is one of Gil's best segments. It doesn't even make the sale. <laughs> nah, and he never will. No. I do. Li- I know this is like. What's I- the other guy's name? Pete. Stan. Stan. I Thank know you. that this is something that you don't like but i <laughs> loved the phone call yeah i didn't like that i part. thought it was great where it's like oh fred you said it was over no don't put him on the phone fred oh, hi, hi how are you i think here's the thing and this is a long-running 
like my opinion of the show at this point, yeah. but I think they go too far. Yeah, I, think if I know. They, if they make it succinct, I don't mind the phone call as, as an idea, but they it, the phone call is so long. And if it was literally just him call and be like, like, hey, honey, no, I didn't make the sale. What? Who's that? No, don't put him up. Hi, Fred. You know, like they could have made it more succinct and more funny, but yeah, to I think me, it was really great. The to way me, it the was. like the long, the long bits uh, building up to that because I do think that last bit where he mm-hmm. puts Fred on the phone, I think that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. But the the build up to it doesn't work for me. So. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it to get there. <laughs> My new MVP, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Unseen. Yeah. Uh, wow, we did it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We did it. Um, Sonia. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and talking Marge Simpson and screaming yellow honkers. Uh, you're so welcome. It was fun. Um, I st- I feel like we haven't spent enough time on Marge's outfit, but I I guess just reiterating that it was really good is enough. I'll be yeah. honest. I I like I love that that's something you clocked and like and really loved because I I completely missed it. I just I I think I was paying too much attention to the you know, the dumb jokes that were happening that I didn't even think about the outfits. and a red turtleneck Mm -hmm. and light blue triangle-shaped earrings. It It really looks great on her. It looks great on her. I want to be able to picture it, and I can't right now. It's a good look, and, like, one of my honorable mentions of the, like, jokes is is Marge's face during the teacher's (laughs) performance. Like, if you go back and look at her face specifically, the animation is brilliant. It's so funny. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's really great, and y- you're right. She's wearing the hell out of that out of that outfit. Um, yeah. So uh, thanks for oh, yeah, okay. thanks for having me on your podcast, guys. Thanks so much for coming. And once again, if you uh, happen across James in Central Park or something like that, um, just shoot us a quick email. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I uh, will write down your email address and make a note to do that. Thank you. Um, when I see him <laughs> next, which will definitely not be right after this. Okay. Yeah. I, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> it's an odd way to phrase it, but I, you know, it seems truthful. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, for the listeners out there, if you have any ideas of James' whereabouts, just remember hashtag where's James. Yep. Um, and Greg, we're close to the end. We are. We're close to the you, end. You were talking about how you're exhausted. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, how far away are we? We have eight more episodes from the season. Holy shit. I thought it was 10. Um, wow. Yeah. That's So we're doing it. Yeah. You you made it on in the final in the final 10 there. I know. <laughs> I like slid in under the radar. Yeah. Under the wire. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I guess you guys have to start a new podcast now. That that's the runs plan. for 10 seasons. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. um, well, that about does it then. Uh, next week, it is Make Room for Lisa. Mm. So we will make room for Lisa. That's right. With a special guest. The special guest um, who I have known for most of my life. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And by that is I, it your by, mom? <laughs> we we have had we've had both our moms on uh, <laughs> for an episode, Wonderful. but uh, you're close. It's my sister. <laughs> so okay. So cool. my sister's gonna cool. be finally on the pod. Longtime fan, longtime sister, um, and uh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't remember much about this episode, as, as is tradition it. with this season. So yeah. that'll be fun to uh, delve into. But 
Uh, for everyone else, thank you again for listening. Uh, you can find us at uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can email us at the Hammock District on Third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can subscribe to our Patreon where we just dropped our Jurassic Park commentary. Um, so you can listen to us rant and rave about how perfect and amazing that film is. Right? Yep. Yep. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Boathouse Studios. Two bucks a month gets you everything. Uh, Sonia, anything you want to plug before we let you go? Um, subscribe to Vanity Fair so they keep paying me. Hell Please yeah. God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, there you go. I, you. I, I try and read as much of your stuff as possible, okay. and I really do truly enjoy it. Um, every, every time I get a chance to read it, I think it's some of the most insightful TV writing that I have ever had the pleasure of reading. So if you can subscribe just for Sonia and find all the good stuff after that. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, I'm going to replay that <laughs> over and over again to get to sleep. I've told night. Sonia this before, but <laughs> I read her review of a very pivotal episode of the good wife on uh, AV club before I knew who she was. And I loved that recap and I rewatched that episode recently and read it again. And I was like, holy shit, it's Sonia. Sonia wrote this <laughs> and I messaged her. Yeah. Was it Red Team Blue Team? Did we talk about? No, those? it was. Which uh, one is it? It's uh, oh, what's the name? Uh, um, I, I f- the episode title I'll remember as soon as. But it's where uh, Josh Charles leaves the show. Right. What is that one called? I don't remember. But yeah, I know what yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, what a season! What a season! What, what an sh- episode! Oh what boy! What an show. emotional roller yeah. coaster! Have you watched The Good Wife? Uh, I think I've told you to watch it many no, times. No, so. I've seen the first four seasons. Oh, oh, great! Yeah. Wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Greg, Greg's obviously an Alicia Florick, uh, Alicia Florick type, really. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I, I think she's just the best. I'm so I'm so she's, into Alicia she's, Florick. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's she's so great. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's she, yeah. There's so much there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so, your next podcast. There, <laughs> the bad wife. Oh, the bad wives <laughs> club. Uh, <laughs> We'll workshop it. We'll, we'll workshop, workshop, workshop it. Workshop. Thanks again, Sonia. And remember, everybody, keep watching the ski. Bye.